0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast here at Union Grove Lumber Studios.
1: To know more about the Shed Geek Podcast, visit us at shedgeek.com.
0: And for all your lumber needs, call one of the team members at 704-539-5506 or visit us online at uniongrovelumber.com.
1: Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast. Um, I am a blessed man this morning. I have to tell you, Adam, because uh, it's not every day I get to fill up on some Krispy Kreme donuts and some some coffee before I get started. But thank you, sir that 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 really sets the tone for the podcast. I think.
0: You're certainly welcome, and I'd say that uh, Southern Hospitality is, is truly what we believe around here, so <laughs> we we love to serve.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I, I appreciate it. Uh, Adam, you want to introduce yourself, uh, who you are, your company, and just a little bit about what you do, sir?
0: Sure. So, Shannon, first off, I want to start off by just saying, man, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here. Thank you for for striving to put so much value that you do into the industry because it's truly value what you do and, and the way you serve the shed industry and I just I commend you for what you do because it takes a lot of dedication I can imagine and um and i just enjoy getting to know you and uh, I feel like I know your heart and, and where it's at and it's truly in a great place so so first off just thank you for all Man, you I do and I
1: appreciate that and, and, that's uh uh kind words and and um I, I try to always remember uh, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have, couldn't get up and walk through this door, right?
0: Certainly, that's that's how it is. He puts things in our life that, that truly make it make it worth living, and and we're we're expected to be stewards of that. And I truly believe that, and walk by that every day, and and I feel like you do as well. So, I uh, I certainly appreciate it. But as far as a as an introduction of myself, my my name's Adam Martin, and um, we are sitting here today in what I call Middle Georgia. Um, A lot of folks down probably in the Montezuma uh, area, which is about 30 minutes, 45 minutes south of here, uh, are very familiar with the middle Georgia area. Um, We're specifically in in Warner Robins, and um, there's not too much here. As You you probably figured that out last night. (laughs) Well, uh,
1: I'll tell you what, I grew up so rural. Um, I grew up in a little town of 300 people. So for me, whenever I started looking up uh, things last night on Warner Robins, because I'm not just a shed geek. I'm just a, uh, maybe a knowledge geek in general. But uh, sure. every city I go to, I like to Google and look up uh, different things, history on the town. And I'm quite surprised to see the population. Was pretty big. And I think, are, are we technically in Peach County here, or we're at least close to Peach County?
0: Right. So Peach County is the county over. Okay. Um, we're in Houston County. Okay. Is where we're at. Okay. Um, but Peach County is right uh, on the other side of the interstate from us, and, and you really drove through it to get here. Okay. Uh, yeah. And that's funny you mentioned that. My wife, she actually teaches at Peach County High School. Okay. So, but yeah, we're, we're not far at all.
1: So. I guess, Yeah. We talked a lot about that last night and education and. Um, your wife's in education. Your mom was in education. My daughter's going into education. Like what you said this morning, uh, they got to be doing it because uh, they have a heart for it. Because it sure ain't for the money. There's no <laughs> doubt about that.
0: Uh, That's exactly right. You got to yeah. you got to have a true passion for for children and, and kids and and a lot of teachers. Uh, I think we're fortunate, um, mm-hmm. especially in our area, that that a lot of teachers do have a heart for it. Um, you see different things all over the country that. Um, that may not think that, um, yeah. and it's kind of unfortunate in some cases. But, um, but you're exactly right. There's we're, we're blessed with a lot of good educators, and um, again, I I have a heart for it, and, and yeah. I truly appreciate what all what all they do. Um, but I guess to finish my my introduction portion, um, the name of our firm is is HM Advisors, and uh, we're based again out of out of Middle Georgia here in Warner Robins. Um, what we do is we act as an outsource Risk advisor, if you will, for our clients, and so you say, Adam, what in the world does that mean? And and probably when when all the the listeners here risk advisor, guys, don't go to sleep on me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I promise you, it, uh, we're, we're not going to get deep in the weeds. We're we're going to try and keep it light and, and keep it fun. But um, but what we do is we're an outsourced risk advisor um, for our clients, and and really the way the way I position it and the way uh, I guess our value proposition. Is to to basically add two to three folks onto our client's staff without the cost of the payroll and without the the overhead cost of hiring employees, if you will. Um, so when I when I say that, part of what we do is is from the risk management side. Um, we work with a lot of shed manufacturers who I'd say we really look to look to lower their total cost of risk, um, in ways other than just obviously insurance is a big part of what we do. Um, it's really, we don't, we don't look to sell insurance. We, we purchase insurance on behalf of our clients, if you will. And so that's really our, um, our value proposition. And what we do is, uh, insurance is purely the funding mechanism, uh, for the value that we bring to our clients from the risk management side. Uh, if that makes sense to you.
1: It makes perfect sense. Uh, we got a chance to meet in Greenville uh, down at the uh, Garage Shed Carport Builder Show. We did. Um, and since then, they're just uh, lucky enough to be able to connect. Uh, this is my wife and uh, my sons along with me on this trip. This is our first, this is the, the inaugural, as you would say, uh, RV trip. So we're, we're officially RVers, I guess, at this point.
0: I'm just so happy I can be a part of that. We, uh, <laughs> You'll was, forever
1: be etched in our memory yep. in that in that first week, that first process, and it's been an adventure already. Well, so,
0: I, I've certainly enjoyed enjoyed uh, y'all coming down and um, and hanging out with you last night and, and getting to know your folks and, and your family. And um, again, I, I just I'm so impressed by by your heart and, and your vision for the industry. So I, I appreciate it.
1: Well, I, I I appreciate it, and my wife's going to tell you uh, you can quit talking good things about me anytime, <laughs> so that we my, my head can fit in this room. We don't want to we don't want to get too much ego oh, going shoot. here. But no, I, I appreciate your kind words. Uh, I, I just believe, um, uh, well, God sent me on this journey, you know. So as, as I put in a Facebook post the, the other day, uh, I'll go until He says stop, and and uh, I think He continues to provide the way I think if you, uh, keep looking for the way, uh, right. I think that if you stop and you give up, um, that that's when you're in trouble, but sort of the goal is really just to lift the whole industry. Um, the show has been as much about ministry really, I think at this point as it has been about anything. Uh, and I've been able to connect with some absolutely, absolutely amazing people that I could, um, you know what's good about that is you can never actually put some of the things you experience into words. Okay. Um, and, and that's okay because it's 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 evidence of to me, God's creation beyond. Uh, and it just makes you want to do. It, it, you know that there's not enough talking I can do to communicate well uh, such good people I've met um, through this process. So the best thing you do is just kind of like that little God says He puts a song in your heart. It's kind of like you know that song is only heard between you and Him when you That's speak, right. and it's almost as if that song is, you can hear it clearly. Keep going until I say stop. That's so, right. so keep going, and and I think through that, uh, we are we are you know um, creating ministry opportunities through that. Uh, I'm so happy that we live very faith forward, right. very outspoken in this industry. Um, because I think it's just it's okay to celebrate That's right. uh, that part of your life and as, I was talking to a recent guest you don't have to separate your business from your from your beliefs you know right. it doesn't have to be church and then clock out and go home and then clock out and go to work and then clock uh, right. you can bring all that together
0: it's funny you mentioned that I, I was just talking uh, last week and he'll, he'll know who he is once it, once he hears this conversation I'm repeating but um he made a comment and it just really hit home for me. He, he, he said that, uh, I wish I could take credit for it, but I certainly can't. But he said that, you know, when he was, when he was younger and, and really building his business, he looked at, at, uh, his kind of outlook was, well, I'm not, a, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a, uh, church. Uh, I'm obviously a church member and a church volunteer, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not on God's A team, if you um, and he kind of viewed the, the pastoral staff and that sort of thing and, and missionary work as, as God's A-team, if you will. But um, what he what he mentioned was he said, you know, uh, I really had to get to a point that really bothered me um, mm-hmm. at first and, and just because I don't want people to think that I, I'm just out here uh, not not living God's work, if you will. Mm-hmm. And really what he said, and it hit home for me, he said, you know, we're, we're in church, and, I mean— two to three times a week, if you will. But we're on the job and we're 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 with our employees every single day, um, or at least five, six days a week, if you mm-hmm. will. And um I have more of an opportunity to minister through work and mm-hmm. minister th- to these guys <laughs> right. than, than even getting them through the door at church once a week, if you right, will. Right. And that just really hit home for me and, and he said that he's that that's he's taken that kind of outlook on it and, and really just taken off with it from that perspective to be able to truly minister to people through his work and through his um, ability to uh, just just touch people in, in a way that he can connect with them. So that, You know, uh,
1: I, I like to say quite often I'm far from perfect. Oh, I have and will make plenty of mistakes, uh, but I, I remember one thing that somebody said one time. They said, uh, how, how do you live publicly with your trying to show your love for Christ? Uh, if you profess to be a Christian, if you had to set – Uh, in court and a jury of your peers had to uh, find you guilty of being a Christian. Would your life present enough evidence to to find you guilty?
0: That's strong right there. That's a
1: powerful statement. Shed and portable garage customers often deal with heat, moisture, and humidity concerns after the building is delivered. Mobino is here with a solar-powered solution, the Zula. The easy-to-install system replaces the traditional Luford gable vents in your shed and the window in your garage door using powerful fans to improve air quality, lower temperature, and prevent mold. Visit mobinosolarsolutions.com or call 919-924-9203 today for more information.
0: Yeah, I mean, that hits home very easily. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it, it it has for me at several times throughout. So, man, Adam, just great guy, um, young guy, um, so mature for for your age. I appreciate um, that. It's something I really thought about last night as I got back to our our little RV spot and and just thought about what we wanted to talk about today. So, so tell me more about um, about managing risk. What's something you you're 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 in? Well. What's your introduction to the shed industry? How sure. about that?
0: Sure. So my I, I kind of what I I call it a back door if you will. Mm-hmm. And um so growing up my my granddad was he, he was a row crop farmer. Um he worked uh anywhere from 3 to 4000 acres um every year and so I, I grew up on on the farm if you will. I, I every summer I spent with him and um just I mean I just had a th- those are some of the fondest memories of my life is is just working uh, riding on, on equipment and, and working the land with my granddad. And, um, and my dad, he was in uh, at that time and, and really ever probably for, he had about a 25 to 30 year career. Um, and dad, I'm sure you're going to listen to this. So don't, don't come in and, and slap me for saying that how old you are. But, <laughs> but anyway, he had, a, he had a long career in, in agribusiness development and, um, and, and in that industry, if you will. And, uh, so about, I'd say probably six years ago, uh, dad had a good friend, um, that was, was in the business, uh, had been in the business for years. And when I say the business, the shed industry, um, and he had talked to dad for years about getting him on as a dealer, um, for a, for a large, uh, one of the larger corporate brands. And, um, and dad just kind of put it off and, and put it off for years and, one day dad called me and he said, um, I'm going to go meet this guy at, uh, at Western sizzling and I want you to come. And, um, it was kind of something, uh, at least from my perspective, that uh, my dad, he, he's, he, he's an entrepreneur, if you will. So he's, he's always, uh, done a lot of things and, and had his hands in, uh, a number of different industries. And, um, and so I grew up small business minded and, and that sort of thing. And so I really thought the dad's aspect, uh, and outlook on it was, okay, this is, uh, possibly kind of a part-time type deal opportunity that that he could he could do on the side and and I, I was looking to possibly get involved as well um, on the side if you will because I was I mean still uh, fully engaged on, on my career in the risk management industry but um so we went to western sizzling uh, my dad and myself and, and then the other guy worked for the corporate brand and we just had a I mean just an awesome conversation and um I, I I definitely indulged on uh, uh you know the Western and they they have big old ice cream machines and whatnot <laughs> <laughs> so so we had a big time and and just fun and fellowship but um, at that point I, I still kind of thought dad was kind of a part time type opportunity on a on a, maybe a, a side investment type deal and um, it was about I don't know two or three weeks later we're sitting there talking about it and dad's like son uh, we're gonna we're gonna do this full time and. Um, I'm kinda gonna step away from other responsibilities I have. Um, he was in the produce industry at the time and it was just uh I mean seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And just kinda kicking him and um he was ready for a slowdown and a little bit more stress free uh life. Dad, I'm not sure how that's going for you as far as the stress. <laughs> but, <laughs> hopefully hopefully well. <laughs> right. Yeah, hopefully. But uh but so anyway he, he uh he stepped out and um uh, a leap of faith and, and he just felt like It was time, and and God was leaving him in that direction. And um, so he became a dealer, and um, I I don't know the exact date, but probably five, six years ago now. And um, and it's been a blessing. And he's truly uh, just, I mean, just loved it. My mom, as you mentioned earlier, she was an educator um, in the public school system. And um, and probably two years ago now, she officially came on full-time with Dad. And – And, man, they're just – they're living life together. And it's so awesome to see from being their son, uh, just – they enjoy it so much. Yeah. And I'm just so blessed, and I just thank God every day that um, he not only blesses me, but my family, and uh, it just really means a lot to me. But they they love the shed industry. Um, My dad's got a passion for it. And um, so shout out to dad, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Good job, dad.
1: (laughs) Hey, that's great. Well, he he should be proud – um it sounds like he did good with uh I think you have a brother as well there's yep. it's just the two of you just the two of us yep. yeah uh, I know uh it sounds like you guys have uh done very well for yourself and he should he should certainly be proud because uh sounds like you raised uh a...
0: well I, I certainly appreciate it and so really so that's kind of my back door into the industry and how I got opened up to the to the shed industry as a whole and um, I never really considered going full time in the shed industry just because I mean I have a passion for what I do, and yeah. um, and I really enjoy it, and I enjoy helping people and bringing value to, to business owners, if you will. And um, so but at the same time, I, I started looking at it and I started understanding the I call it the hub and spoke method, if you will. So, um, uh, originally I viewed kind of the dealer as the hub, and then the spoke method, as far as a spoke was. The hauler spoke was the – another spoke was the manufacturer. Um, another spoke was the, the corporate office, if you will, um, and, and that sort of thing. And I, I kind of sat back and I said, wow, this is this is something that um, – this might be an industry that I can make a difference in. And um, and I already have kind of a, a background in it. I talk to my dad on a regular basis, and, and I know what's going on, if you will. Um, and I don't claim uh, – I want to make sure that you <laughs> all hear me on this. I don't claim to, to know everything about the shed industry. But um I can tell you this, I, I know a lot more than your typical uh, risk manager or yeah. <laughs> insurance broker, if you will. And um so so that's really my, my back door into the industry and, and how I got turned on to the um to the shed folks and, and I'm telling you it's been a blessing ever since. It's uh there there's not many industries like this and, and really the only industry that I could potentially even compare is maybe the ag industry. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. just because it's so tight knit and mouth travels so quickly everybody knows everybody it feels like oh for sure and um i I think that the biggest thing is i I made this comment last night and i I told many of the folks that i've met with um that that i know listen to this podcast but um really the the it's such a blessing in the shed industry for me to be able to grow because number one like we said everybody knows everybody so you do a good job for somebody you're going to get recommended you're going to get referred to their friend who needs help, if you will. And that's such a blessing, and I, I thank everybody for for, for doing that because that's, that's the biggest compliment that I could receive. Um, but I will say at the same time, my reputation is so important to me, mm-hmm. and, and I know yours is, is the same way, and, and everybody's in the industry, especially a man that, that wants to claim that he walks with faith and, and, and that sort of thing. And so so it's so vital to me um, that, that I truly not only talk the talk, but walk the walk, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's so easy, it's so easy to mess up. I mean, we're we're in this fallen world, so I mean, like I, I have to constantly think about, oh no, what if uh, someone portrays me in this way, or what if I react badly in this situation? How long does that uh, have to that guilt have to carry with me, or that that image have to carry with? So you got to constantly be worried, especially. I mean, you you live very publicly. Right. Exactly. Right. You're 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 presenting yourself as a as a, you know, uh, from advisor. a position of, yeah, of right. ideas and, and, and thoughts. And you're trying to. So so whenever you mess up or or something like that, it's it's it feels very hard. That's why to me, grace is so important. You know, his mercies are, are new every day. That's why that's so important, it's because um, we have to be forgiving of, of uh, you know, imperfect situations. Uh, you were talking about everyone knows everyone. Yep. I mean, a good word travels as fast as a bad word. Actually a bad word travels way faster <laughs> than a good that's word right. ever will. Everyone knows that from a sales perspective, because if you've ever had a situation go awry, uh, you'll have that review on there. That's um, right. but, but if you have a situation go good, no one says anything. They figure that's the way it's supposed to go. So it went good. I don't have to say anything. <laughs> uh, unfortunately I wish it would go the other way where you got the. The, the good reviews and not just the bad reviews. Uh, we have a lot of the Anabaptist uh, plain communities that listen in. Uh, you know we have a call in line. Uh, a lot of times where uh, folks will call in. I, I've said this before and maybe they'll get a good laugh out of this uh, if they're listening, but the word in the plain communities travels faster than it does outside of the plain community. Right. I, I might have the internet, but whatever you guys got working in terms of communicating, <laughs> It works way better than our internet. Just so you know,
0: <laughs> no doubt. Uh, I definitely, uh, I, I couldn't disagree with that. But it's, it's impressive.
1: It, it really is, and uh, so good words travel, That's bad right. words travel. Right. You know, uh, it, it it and 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 they seem to do it really quick. Um, shifting gears a little bit, uh, kind of brought forth a question for me to 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 want to ask you, as you start getting into this. What's what's the major risk that you found? Like whenever you kind of got into this shed space, I mean, you're, you're seeing what your dad's doing and, and uh, as you kind of get to know other shed manufacturers, shed haulers, shed salespeople, uh, what's kind of been the, the biggest risk that you've seen? Running a successful shed business is hard work, but what if making it easy for your customer to work with you could be the key to unlocking even greater success? That's the goal of Lead Furno to make your business easy to work with by bringing text messaging into the lead and the sales process. Consumers can text with your business right from your website, from any device. You and your team can work smarter with auto replies, saved reply templates, scheduled messages, and more. Be easier to work with, communicate faster, and close more leads with Leadferno. Watch a demo and start your 14-day free trial and save 33% off your first month. To take advantage of this offer, simply go to geek.com forward slash leadferno. It's time to turn website traffic into leads with text messaging.
0: Sure, so that that's a loaded question there, Shannon. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, so uh, number one, the biggest risk, if you will, that... that Everybody that's listening to this podcast, or I'd say everybody, seventy-five percent of folks that listen to this podcast, getting behind, uh, and this touches a lot on the hauling inside, but getting behind the wheel of a vehicle, and mm-hmm. a lot of us folks we do it every single day, and I mean, in honesty, not only for for an individual basis, but especially when you're you're a manufacturer, or either a hauler with with multiple trucks going up and down the road every single day um, it's a huge risk. It's mm-hmm. a huge liability. Um, we're, we're here in the South and, um, and, uh, one of the reasons I'll, I'll touch on, but I don't want to get too far in the weeds on different laws and whatnot, because they, they vary between state to state. Um, now we, we do business in about 32 different States. Um, and not, not all of those States are, are shed manufacturing clients just to make that clear. But, um, I certainly would love to make it that way, just right. throwing that out there. <laughs> go for 48. While you're going, go for 48. But, um, so anyway, the, the, the laws vary, but that is um from the commercial auto side with Holland. If you have a DOT number and you have a name on the side of your vehicle, um, you're a target, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. From a litigious standpoint, uh, a legality standpoint, um, trial lawyers are very aggressive, um, and when they – when they see a uh, commercial vehicle uh, get in an accident, and regardless, honestly, unfortunately, regardless of fault, um, a lot of times it's uh, you're getting named in a lawsuit. And um, and really the, the first person that's going to reach out uh, to you if, if you're, you're at fault is likely not going to be uh, the person who, who, who your driver hit or, or you hit. It's going to be their attorney. And um and so that's that's gotten to be a big risk. I'll I'll give you a a a quick number here. So the average loss ratio in commercial auto insurance right now. Get this now for for everybody that's a business person out there. I know that they're listening. And tell me this, as they say, this math don't math. But (laughs) the commercial (laughs) auto loss ratio um, is a a dollar sixteen. So one hundred and sixteen percent is the the average loss ratio on commercial auto. And so, what that means is, every dollar that the insurance company collects in a premium, they're paying out a dollar sixteen. Mm. That don't make sense. That math it, don't math. <laughs> it don't math. So I'm,
1: I might I might be uh, slow at math, but uh, I'm <laughs> sharp enough to
0: get that <laughs> right. Exactly. So that's the that, that's a huge deal in our industry right now, um, and that's why it's it's so important. Um, a few things I'll talk about in a minute, just to. Just to mitigate those risks and, and help you stand out in the crowd, um, if you will, from an under- from an underwriting perspective, mm-hmm. um, it, that it makes a big deal. A lot of a lot of uh, I, I call them, and this is in no way uh, directed towards anybody in my industry at all. Just an overall um, comment, but I call it uh, uh, just peddling paper, if you will. But typical insurance brokers who peddle paper, they're they're not going to look at ways to um, to truly set you apart um, in the marketplace compared to uh, other other guys that are in the same industry that you are. Uh, from an underwriting perspective, they don't – an underwriter's not going to know your business. They're not going to know if you have an, an MVR policy where you, you pull NVRs on your potential drivers or you have a driver training policy. Um, those things matter, and those make a big difference uh, as far as as being able to negotiate a rate. Um, it's not like okay well i pull pull the MBRs from my driver here's a five percent it does oh you're good it, it doesn't work like that shannon it it works more as if it gives us the the negotiating power um and really some leverage uh on the insurance company to be able to uh really lower your total cost of risk if you will um does
1: does that make sense a lot makes a lot of sense a lot of great i don't know I'm, i must be allergic to donuts all of a sudden i've got a tickle in my throat that i can't seem to solve <clears throat> it always happens when you do a podcast that's the best time for it to happen um no it makes a lot of sense um i appreciate you dropping the the, the knowledge well, on us like that that's good i, I, uh,
0: I don't want to put people to sleep no so. <laughs> no that's that's good
1: i think a lot of times that's uh you know people kind of want some more in in it going into the weeds a little bit with sure. the details of that and um they're going to have questions, right? You know about stuff like that. Um, yeah, a part of part of what you do because you're speaking on that there is is, is insurance. Um, what's your your outlook on the the uh, industry of insurance? Because I know you talked a lot last night about not trying to be um, your typical. So I, I'm gonna, I just want to endorse this that you know your heart was really last night to to bring about change in a different process and 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 um maybe control the narrative and not let let the world control the narrative what insurance looks like um so what is it what does it look like to you uh how, how do you view whenever someone's trying to to work with you or uh, yeah, just take that and run with it, if you will. I ask these loaded questions. I'm sorry. That, just, that was
0: that was about a three minute question there, but I'll
1: see what I can do. I'm notorious for this. Just so you know, I'm <laughs> notorious all, all for good.
0: this. But um, all right, so I guess the first part of that question. So, um, I, I think that I, I kind of uh, we have a problem in our industry, mm-hmm. um, and, and I, I think a, a conception is that. These guys are just used car salesmen. And nothing against used car salesmen, if they're listening. <laughs>
1: wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me see if I can use car salesman. Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I
0: love the used car salesman. just, just, just preference. Wait, wait, yeah, I should get you. Yay, yeah, used car go. salesman. There we go. <laughs> go ahead. But, but I think that that uh, our industry really gets kind of that that used car salesman vibe if you will and I hate to say it that way but um, a lot of folks they they say oh man here's another insurance broker and um and, and I it's it's our industry's fault because we've conditioned folks mm-hmm. to buy a certain way um, and, and a lot of times the whole goal of an insurance broker is to sell you as much insurance as you'll buy and and I want I, I want to make it clear that ain't the right way, if you will. My goal. So we we have kind of a, I guess the second part. I think it was the second part of that question. Might have been the third or the fourth. Or the Sorry, fifth, it could, it could, <laughs> I could go on if you need me to. <laughs> but, no, no, but, I could ask a, no, no, probably I, a five I, minute I, question next time. I, I'm good to go. <laughs> so, I think I think the second part of that question was, uh, what are you and as far as a process, what's what's different? Yes. Um, yes. So so we have a process that we walk through. Again, my goal is to not sell folks as much insurance as you'll buy. My goal is to walk you through a process that we put together that works extremely well for this industry. Um, It's a four-step process. It's super simple. Um, But, Shannon, literally the last step of that process is to what I call quote-unquote finance your risk, um, which is the process of purchasing insurance because that's really all you're doing. An Mm -hmm. insurance company is just financing your your potential risk. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause you know as well as I know, when loss ratios go up, when you have claims, what's going to happen to the rate?
1: When say it again.
0: When loss ratios go up and, and you have claims, uh, what's going to happen to your premium? Oh, it's going to rise exactly, constantly. Exactly. I was
1: listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I'm just thinking of my rebuttal. I, Here. I,
0: I, I was just I was just paying you back for that for that long-winded question was, you just asked me. So, <laughs> but, but I appreciate what, it. What I'm saying is is obviously the your premium's going to get affected by by the number of claims you have and, and that sort of thing. So really, um, our whole goal there is to, to walk you through a process because a lot of times folks, they end up paying and financing their risk for things that, that they probably don't need to be paying insurance. Mm-hmm. For, and they don't need to be paying premiums to finance, if you will. Um, and, and that's really our whole goal is to, to look at lowering, taking costs that, that you want to lower – um, and, and, and I guess I'll put it this way, businesses don't ever save money, uh, just overall. Not, not, I'm not talking about any, anything particular, but businesses don't save money. What businesses do is they take costs that they're spending in certain areas if they, if they do get a, a savings, if you will. You get that, and, and my view of that is you, you are able to allocate those funds that you quote-unquote saved to other aspects of your business to invest in the business.
1: Hello, shed sellers. Let's take a moment to discuss the shed customer and meeting their expectations. I remember growing up in the neighborhood where a certain percentage of the houses had well-manicured lawns and well-manicured homes. These were the type of individuals who felt it was important to purchase a well-constructed home or vehicle or maybe equipment to help maintain the quality of the item. As shed manufacturers, we seek to provide a well-built quality shed. We want the customer to feel satisfied that their hard-earned money has been well-spent on a product that will last. At LuxGuard, we believe adding high-quality rubber flooring to your line of sheds makes sense to the customer and adds value the customer can appreciate. With each year, sheds are becoming more complex. The customizations we are seeing are virtually endless. LuxGuard not only gives a complimentary aesthetic appearance for their shed, but also protects the floor from spills and keeps cleanup simple. Offer your customer the customer service they seek with LuxGuard. At LuxGuard, we are committed to delivering exceptional customer service and innovative products to help our customers achieve their goals. We strive to meet the evolving needs of the customers. To speak with one of our ready-to-serve customer product specialists, simply call 336-468-4311. To see our product and view an installation video, just visit our website at luxguard.com. Luxguard, the floor that lasts a lifetime.
0: And so, really, I guess my my overall goal is to save you money and premium and cost um, from a, from really enacting those risk management practices that we talk about um, in order to so you can allocate those funds in other ways in your business, um, whether that be taking care of employees, whether that be um, maybe spending some marketing dollars um, mm-hmm. on the sales side whether that be to uh, maybe enact some DOT-type policies um, just to, to be able to, to better manage your business. Um, it's kind of our overall goal, and, and from an advisement standpoint, we talk a whole lot more than just about insurance, okay? So we talk about, I mean, DOT, we talk about HR practices, um, any type of employee-type related Liabilities that you have out there, we want we want to protect. Um, and I'm not. It's not that we put the employee on, on an island on his own because we view them as a part of your team, and we want to take care of your team, if you will. Because and I think that industry, we really do a great job of this in the shed industry anyway. Because um, uh, I mean, people care about people in this industry, mm-hmm. and we're in the people business, if right. you will. This That's is right. this is not. Um, this is not a, I mean, it, it can be cutthroat, any industry can, but it's not, a, it's not an extremely cutthroat industry from the perspective as if um, I don't care about anybody else. I only care about myself. I only mm-hmm. care about profit and this and that. And while all those things are extremely important, the shed industry revolves around people. And I think that, 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 that the shed industry gets it where a lot of other industries don't. Um, and so at our firm, we really we really focus on people. And people um, purchase things from people they like. Uh-huh. Um, so we 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 truly want to be. Uh, we want to build relationships, and we want to have lifelong relationships. And a lot of people say, "Well, what in the world do you mean by you don't want to sell us a bunch of insurance? You get paid on a, on a commission basis." Well, well, Of course, we do. We got we got to make money in a certain way. But I don't want to sit here and. and Hold your feet to the fire, if you will, for for two to three years, and get you paying a higher premium with all these all these different insurance policies that you you probably don't need. Um, and, and then you kind of figure it out and say, well, the heck with it. I, I'm going. I'm going to go somewhere else. And so my goal is to. I want to build lifelong relationships and build trust with folks. Um, and I feel like we've done a great job of that with our our current clients. And and I think they would say the same. Certainly. Um and, and I just I look forward to, to continuing that, if you will.
1: When you're when you're what you do with little is what you'll do with a lot. That's right. So establishing trust very early on and you said people buy from people they like and I would add to that people they trust. That's right. And that's why relationships matter. That's why you do see um risk management, insurance, uh it's why you see uh anyone in any business who's uh in sales in my opinion, working on relationship because right. relationship solves so many unspoken things. Whenever you have trust, and you build that trust, but it's a longer process. Right. Um, I've had people call for for consulting purposes and say, uh, you know, hey, have you what what what's your suggestion here? What? And a lot of times they'll say, hey, I'm, not, I'm not sure that I'm your your guy for that. I'm I'm your guy to maybe put you in front of them. Um, and let them sell their product, right. let them sell their service. One thing that about what you, you do that I admire and I understand the difficulty of it is selling something that's not tangible. That's right. You know, a shed is <laughs> tangible. That's right. You know, and guess what? Everybody likes, you know, whenever we left the RV part, you know, my wife was, was happy because we're in the RV and she's like, oh, look, and it does this and we didn't see this during the you can touch it, feel it. You feel like you're taking something home with you. That's right. Like insurance is something you hope you never use. (laughs) You're buying something that you don't want to use. Uh, So it's kind of hard to get excited about it, right? It's kind of hard to get. um, How do you overcome like those objections,
0: well, I mean, I, I'm I think, keep, I'm
1: keeping it simple. I kept okay, it under sure. three minutes this time. <laughs> give give <Sure>. me credit. <laughs>
0: oh man, I I, I, could, I can handle. I promise you, these, these questions are light compared to what, what some folks ask <laughs> I me. So I, I, I I answer questions for a living, if you will. But you, you throw anything at me, but I say that. Um, uh, I mean, really, from a a tangible aspect, obviously, insurance is not a tangible aspect. So there's really, um, the way I view insurance as insurance is just a piece of the puzzle that gets you where you need to be. You got to have insurance to operate. Um a lot of the times the laws require you to have certain insurances. Um, so that really makes a, a big difference, uh, from that perspective. And um so I mean, I guess a lot of the the overcoming um of those objections is is our process. And our process is so different than the rest of the industry. I think that's what makes such a or I know that's what makes such a big difference and our goal is to, to educate you as much as you want to know. I'm, I'm not going to sit there and talk about lost calls <laughs> multipliers and and, <laughs> and all kinds of stuff that are just in the weeds. But at the same time, I want you to know what you're buying, and I want you to know how to control what you're buying. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, there are ways to control it. Um, I mean, a lot of cases, uh, you can be at the mercy of the insurance company, but a lot of times there's things that you can do to kind of put you in the driver's seat, if you will, opposed to just being Mm -hmm. at the mercy of the insurance carrier. Mm -hmm. So our process is just so important to that. And a lot of what I call, like I said, typical insurance brokers, they don't even have a process. I'll tell you what their process is. It's called the, quote, hope and hope method. (laughs) (laughs) So I've kind of tagged that line. But a lot of my clients, they'll they'll hear me say that. And what they do is they, they, uh, typical insurance broker, Shannon, uh, they call you up and they say, Shannon, let me quote your insurance, man. I, I think I can save you some money. And uh, so they they come in there and they get all your information, you know, and and uh, they'll sit there and and after they leave your office, they'll if they even come to your office nowadays, it's a lot of email and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, anyway, they'll come to your office and they'll they'll get all your information and they'll they'll call every underwriter that they know, whether whether that company writes in the shed industry or or they don't, they'll still call them and say, "Hey, Joe, I, I got this. Thing. I mean, just really good risk." yada, 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 uh, here's all the information. I'll just shoot it to you in an email today. And um, so they blast out all this information and into uh, all these different markets, whether they know if they're going to be competitive or not. They don't know the industry, so they don't know who's going to be competitive. And underwriters, if you quote-unquote shop your insurance a good bit, underwriters, you've got the same underwriters for your, your area. So underwriters have have likely seen your account in the past if you shop it all the time. And they know that, number one, they don't have all the information. So they're going to kind of, I mean, they're not going to be able to, to get down in the nitty-gritty and truly be able to, to negotiate different rates and different terms and conditions. Um, they're just going to say, well, this is, i, I got to take another stab at this. Well, let me just throw it out there and, and kind of put together a, a half-butt submission, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we'll just see what happens. And, and they know that they're not going to get the business because they're not getting a fair shot at it. Um, so, so anyway, the, the, uh, the agent comes back and he hopes he gets a competitive quote and then he brings it to you and he hopes that you buy it. And, uh, Lord knows he sure hopes if you do buy it, that the other agent did it right. Cause he just copied it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so our goal is to learn about the business and truly be, there's a reason insurance is not in the name of our firm. It's H M advisors and not h.m. insurance brokers that sort of thing we want to be advisors to the business in ways well beyond the insurance piece insurance once again is just the truly funding mechanism for the value that we bring to our clients outside of of the insurance piece if you will
1: hello shed sellers did you get a chance to view the real work labs interview featuring george converse if not be sure to check out the episode where you can see a condensed demo during the interview. Just go to the Shed Geek Podcast YouTube channel and type in Real Work Labs. George and the team at Real Work Labs have received an influx of interest and new signups, and they are already working to provide real results real work labs shapes the way customers find you online we are a software company that helps shed sellers like you get found where the customers live not where your shed lot is our mobile app in the field hooks into your website so your work and google reviews are getting found on the map on location that way you drive more revenue higher conversion rates and true word of mouth referrals online It's time to put your reviews on the map and leave a digital yard sign at your job sites using Real Work Labs. For more information, just go to shedgeek.realworklabs.com or simply call or text 480-787-7575. Mention the Shed Geek Podcast for special pricing and get a 50% discount on setup today. To me, I think that that talks about growth. To me, that talks about maturity of even the insurance industry. Uh, I'm sure that you're going to see that. And there's always people in every industry trying to push it forward, drag it forward in some way, and uh, use creativity to to find new ways. And it's like you said, you know, used car salesmen have that name for a reason. I mean, that's just the truth, you know, insurance. Uh, people have probably uh, experienced that and uh, burned from it. And, right. and, and, and for that reason, kind of just paints everybody with that broad brush of this is who you are. I mean, we experienced that in church and denomination. We experienced right. that in, you know, um, I was talking with uh, someone recently. It, it might have been Irvin on our way out to um, Oklahoma. To the barbecue out there, JD Perry and Travis Parks. Uh, shout out, great job, shout out for that! Yeah, good, good just a, a a good event, and uh, that was really cool. But uh, Irvin and, and 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 Lyndon, the driver there for for Summit, they were talking about like the difference in the Anabaptist community or the plain communities and things right. like that. And I'm trying to figure out the difference in Amish and Mennonite, and like right. you know, there's different variations of, you Mm -hmm. know, Beachy and Schwarzenegger and maybe I'm saying all those things wrong. And I was like, wow, it's, it's so much more in depth than I ever give it credit for. It's probably, it's really the same with Baptist and Methodist and Pentecostal and you name it, you know what I mean? It's like, we all kind of get that brand, but what you're doing, I feel like is bringing, uh, using creativity to bring a new narrative to the table. And it's like you said, I, I really feel like I get what you're saying you're 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 advising on risk, right? You've got to quit looking at it as the word insurance because it comes with such a negative connotation. So right. you're advising on risk, and you're 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 allowing people to allocate dollars to where it should be better spent. Right? You make your living through that. I mean, it's, it's, right. it's the same with me for advertising, sure. right? It's you know what I mean. Like the the money's part of the process, right? You know, it's almost like you have to apologize for, <laughs> for making money yeah. with, with the show. I've always tried to to offer free. Uh, value right you know and and create revenue through other streams um from your perspective you talked about the spokes on the wheel do you think that um you can better serve the hauler do you think you can better serve the manufacturer or or the dealer
0: right so i think that i mean really what we cut our teeth in right now um is on the manufacturing side and obviously, a lot of the manufacturers, they have a hauling, a hauling side in-house. Um, and obviously, some of them have a, have a third-party subcontractor that do it as well. Um, to answer your question, I mean, specifically on the, um, on the hauling side, yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely opportunities that, that we have. Um, I hinted a little bit on it. I mean, as far as the, um, the, the different policies and, and whatnot that we can help folks put in place, um, whether that be an NVR policy whether that be uh and i know guys that some of the stuff you're like golly man i know how to tie down a darn building on a trailer you know <laughs> but at the same time guys when i sit here and and, and position you in the marketplace to where other folks are, are not saying that hey these guys they they do a, a, a quarterly tailgate talk about how to tie down buildings how to how to not text and drive how to uh, properly uh, use a a um, uh, carry an oversized load with a flagger and, and that sort of thing. Um, that that's, that's not folks aren't going, uh, people in my industry, they don't go what I call the extra mile. My, my dad and granddad, they, they really instilled uh, a lot of different practices and, and principles into me. And one thing my dad always said, he said, son, if you don't go the extra mile, you're going to be average. And that's mm. the last thing you want to be is average. Mm. You want to stand out you want to be able to truly help people and just provide guidance to folks, and and really, I mean the other the other thing I, I want you to hear me say, Shannon, is is there's three key principles that that my my dad and granddad really instilled in me. And number one is work ethic, and my generation particularly, it's so frustrating for me. And I have friends that are the same way, but work ethic is non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know this is this is an industry that we're talking to in the shed industry that they know all about working, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, my hat goes off to you guys. And it that's another reason I truly have a passion for this industry because you understand how, or I understand how, how you were raised. You understand how I was raised. And I just think, number one, that just makes such a, a difference right <laughs> off the bat because um, a lot of industries out there, they, they don't understand that. Um, and they don't care to understand it. And so I think that's that's a huge difference, and so work ethic and the last two go hand in hand, and that's just really honesty and integrity, um, and, and I live by that on a daily basis, and, and try to not that I'm perfect. Nobody, I don't think anybody on this earth is perfect.
1: But I see you got me fooled <laughs> here. I thought, oh, so I come into this thinking, what are we doing here? Oh, goodness, I thought we was gonna. Yeah, only interview perfect people so uh <laughs> no, it's good it's good to know that there's more more like me out there that's <laughs> yeah, perfect yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well i i i i think uh i think it's great um oh wait a minute that's my that's my line uh so some of the guys I'm working with say you you say the words i think that's great apparently I say that way more than i realize or to- i love that that's my, that's my, that must be my go-to. So if you guys are here, I think
0: I've heard you say that. You'll times.
1: hear, I love that. <laughs> and you'll hear me say, you know, and you know, you know what I mean? Uh, I've said this since I was uh, young. It's a constant confirmation uh, in, in, in the line of communication. I have always been uh, seeking good communication. Right. And whenever you have someone say, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying constantly? They're just constantly trying to confirm right. that you, they've communicated well. Because it's important for them to communicate well. So when you hear me say, you know what I mean, oh, yeah. and if you hear me say I love that, that's just uh, that's my nod, if you will, of of, of approval. True. It's it's kind of become subconscious. I want to talk about workers' comp. Uh, it's oh ele- boy, yeah, it's the elephant in the room in the industry. Uh, Jonathan Oerke kind of mentioned it on his the episode that that he was there talking about uh, how we decide to do things. I've I've had. Uh, 1099 contractors, not employees, work for go. me. Uh, I've had uh, folks. So so give me – just I'll tell you what. Give me your overall arching, overarching thoughts on all
0: of it. Sure. Well, uh, so, so they're not popular opinions. Sure. <laughs> I'll put yeah. it that way. <laughs> but you hit the nail on the head when you say the elephant in the room because it certainly is in this industry. And um, and Jonathan, I listen to his podcast. I mean, how long has that been? Over a year probably? Um,
1: let's see, the first, he did two. Um, the first one was, uh, yeah, probably probably a year ago.
0: Okay. So, so uh, and it just, it hit me as soon as I heard him say that. I said, wow, he that's a guy that he understands it. Um, but when I, when, so when I say, uh, really, this industry's got an elephant in the room when it comes to, quote, unquote, 1099 employees, okay? In my view, there ain't no such thing as a 1099 employee. Okay, that's just terminology that we we really got to quit using, if you will. Um, if you're a 1099, if you have 1099 guys that, that work on you, they are subcontractors, okay? And I know that's not a popular opinion, and everybody hates to hear that, but it's the truth. And if you get in a legal a legal perspective or a legal situation, um that, that 1099, it, it, the way that the shed industry is kind of built, it, it, it really is an employee, if you will. And technically, they have rights um, when it comes to the legality standpoint um, of being your your employee, if you will. Um, so really, uh, I got one aspect on it. The CPA is going to have one aspect on it. And your attorney is probably going to have one aspect on it. I, what I'll say is the attorney and myself are probably going to align a lot of the times. Um, and... and and the CPA probably will as well, but he, he, he kind of goes along with with what he needs to do, you know. So I say that to to say this, um, from a, a legality standpoint and a workers' comp standpoint, if you can look at a W-2 option, it's certainly um, to protect you the most, because that's what I'm after. I'm after to protect your livelihood. Risk and advisement. Exactly. There again, that's the whole. And, and yeah. I want to preference what I'm saying by this is, everybody's set up differently uh, i mean there's some some commonalities and, and whatnot but um excuse me but there's really a um uh, an issue in the industry where it's just such a void of potential risk that's out there for manufacturers in particular um that it's just not aware of um and i understand that Again, this industry is a, a people industry, and people care about people. But at the same time, guys, if you got if you got a guy out on the floor, and, and it's a bad inju- uh, bad injury, he he falls off of a scaffolding putting on roofing, or or something of that nature, and and he's out of a job, he can't provide for his family, mm-hmm. and I think that that's the biggest uh, issue in this industry is we want to be able to to make sure that can provide for those guys because they're i mean a lot of times they're part of your team they're part of your family um and not only that perspective but also you you won't you don't want to get in a position where if they have to go get an attorney because you don't have the protection to to, to really take care of them um when something like that happens then you're in a whole different world mm-hmm. um when it comes to that perspective uh so uh, i mean and i again when i'm preferencing uh i want to say that i don't i don't force uh, my clients to to do anything in in a particular way. I will obviously advise you what will protect you the most, um, but I don't sit here with a, with an iron fist, if you will, and say you got to do it this way, you got to do it that way. Um, but I will certainly say, guys, this is what I know. This is my past experience with it. Here's what what I advise you to do. Um, now, if even if you if you don't do it that way, there's other other ways that you you can kind of. Squirrel around it, but at the same time, you you still have a lot of liabilities open. Um, but uh, that's one thing that we help a lot of guys with. I want to preference this too. I'm not an attorney, um, so don't take it as that. But a big thing of what we do is we help with subcontractor agreements, um, and uh, the the sections that I provide advice and guidance on uh, is really the the big sections, in my opinion, is the identity section. And if you read a lot of your contracts that you have, probably the first sentence is going to be, um, "Any I I I I am held liable." And when I say I, I'm talking about you as, as the sign or of that that contract. I am liable for any and all risk. An insurance policy don't cover any and all risk, if you will, and so that that's the big gap that a lot of folks have and so so we help review that we also review the the insurance piece um in a contract which is very important and when i say contracts guys it's very important that that you have these contracts with if you got 1099 employees if you got even on your dealer agreements even on your your if you have a third-party transportation company that's hauling sheds and I don't say it. I, I want to be clear in this. I'm not. I don't want to say. Uh, you say contract and everybody runs, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, but it, I don't. I don't want folks to look at it like that. The reason that the contracts there is to number one, from a legality perspective, to protect folks. But at the same time, you view you you view your dealers, your your shed manufacturer or your shed builders, and your your dealers um as as part of of your team, if you will. So if something happens, if there's an accident a liability perspective from one, one part of your team, you as the manufacturer, are, are, it's going to get back to you um, if things aren't right. And the reason that we want to say we want to recommend contracts is we want to be sure that folks know what we need, what they need when something does happen instead of after something happens. Oh, well, you should have had that. Well, I didn't know I needed that. Well, there was no contract. Nobody knows, you know? And, and even if there are contracts, a lot of the times, i tell you, 75% of the contracts I review, they don't have what they need to have in them from an insurance and a liability perspective. Um, so that, that's a huge deal in our industry, and that's a service that we offer as, as part of there's no additional charge for, for any of these things. that is uh-huh. just included in, the, in the, the value that we provide to our clients, which is, in my opinion, goes above and beyond what my, my industry peers are doing. Um, so, so really that's a big part of it. And, and obviously, uh, workers' comp is just, just a huge liability that's out there that a lot of folks, uh, they, they take a chance on every single day. And it's a dangerous industry.
1: It, it is, uh, lots of potential injuries. Uh, I've, I've, I've done some work in addiction and, and, and recovery and things like that. I had a good friend who came out, got, got clean, right? Started a business, started doing a really, really good job two, three years in. Um, building his business, unprotected, hires a friend. The friend, uh, and then this guy would build an occasional shed, but, you know, he's doing home uh, remodel and new construction. And uh, this friend um, got injured on the job, grinding wheel came off, hit him in the head, mm. goes to the doctor, gets all these medical bills. They're friends. They're great friends. Yep. Doesn't have a choice, right? Yep. He uh, he has to get the medical bills taken care of. So it had nothing to do with friendship. Yep. Uh, and I, I see that all the time. You know, hiring good friends, uh, helping. You know, trying to be a helper. And, and uh, you know, his mom passes away. Bam, spiraled right back into addiction. I th- I think about like, gosh, how it breaks my heart knowing how good of a guy he is and how how he put a lot of people to work and was trying to help people, but didn't right. didn't have his risk taken care of.
0: And it's so important. I mean, and a lot of guys they don't like to talk about it because they, they they view it as, as it's difficult or it's going to be expensive. And yeah, and sure, there's a cost to it. But again, workers' comp is the most controllable line item in, in your insurance program.
1: There's a message in that. I think it'll preach that it says, "Well, we don't want to think about it. Don't want to talk about it because it's difficult. Right. It's better to avoid it and right. just uh, and then you deal with the consequences all at once, don't you? And right. that that kind of stinks. Right. And uh, there's
0: there's ways that, that Really that, that we're able to when I say control, so my, my kind of tagline is I wanna get folks out of the game of swapping dollars with insurance carriers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't I don't want you sitting there paying a bunch of premium that they're just financing your risk for. If if you wanna whether that be retain some risk on your own or, or avoid it, avoid a risk or, or just like we're talking about contractually risk transfer in a way. Um, that takes a lot of the risk and, and insurance premiums that you're paying right now. That, that, that eliminates a lot of that if you do it the right way mm-hmm. um, and you walk through our process the way it's supposed to be walking through. And, um, and I, I think it truly makes a difference. And, and it, it, it surprises a lot of folks because they're scared and they say, well, that's just that's going to be too much for me. And, um, and, and really it surprises a lot of folks how we're able to, to really manage those risks and, and manage those costs as well um, is it, a big deal so
1: no that's good Adam I don't know if you know it but 55 minutes in it happens that quick it, it seems like just a simple conversation but we've probably done two or three podcasts here already just in our time we just unfortunately <laughs> only recorded one of them that's we, we, the one
0: we've been solving the world's problems. i tell had you a mic on, on all of our I'll conversations. tell you
1: we got it all figured out <laughs> don't we <laughs> well I uh, I'll say this uh, I applaud you for for what you're doing, um, who knows, maybe we can, uh, down the road, we'll do a follow-up or something sure. and kind of come back and maybe get into the weeds a little bit more um, and, and, and discuss those boring nuance of <laughs> risk management and uh, insurance. And and uh, I think sometimes people are looking for that. Uh, I'll try to make a transcript available for this episode. I've been working on that, uh, just been a little bit behind right here lately starting a second show and uh it's had me running and gunning and now with with uh deanna joining me full-time that's uh a lot of fun but we're working from the road a lot um so we'll we'll be traveling around in our little rv looks like rv life uh we're going to be robin williams and his family i guess uh i don't know if you ever saw that movie rv where he's uh it's a disaster for him taking an rv but um yeah, we're 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 enjoying it so far. We want to visit every spoke on the wheel. We yep. want to visit every shed seller, every shed lot, every shed manufacturer, every shed hauler. Yep. We want to be at all the events, every event. Um, we want to talk to those who provide services and products in the industry. Certainly. and we really want to. We want to interview them. Uh, I believe everyone has a story to tell. Um, I really do. I think we can find a mutual point of understanding. It could be talking about your business and how you can help with the shed industry. And, and it could be just talking about your story as a third generation, uh, shed builder right. or how you got into sales, uh, visited someone yesterday and they were talking about the Stephanie, maybe episode that we, that we, uh, did. And I was like, man, that, that girl was great. love <laughs> listening to her. I mean, you'd be surprised at what, you, how your story will, will help others. um and sometimes it's motivation sometimes it's maybe a little bit more in the weeds and uh that's okay not everyone's for everyone not every episode's for everyone but um the messages i get for the people gives me confirmation that they're they're receiving something from it so we want to keep putting a mic to this industry uh and get information out there in the best way that we can certainly just be a resource be a resource be a helper you provide know, value. provide value. Yep. You 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 recognize that through our conversations as much as anybody. Um, it's all it's all too much. We got way more to say for just one episode, so we're just almost cementing in that we're going to have to do another one in the future.
0: I'm here for it. I can't wait.
1: Uh, if folks want to reach out to you, they want to get in touch with you, um, Adam. What would what would they do? How would they go go about that?
0: Sure. Well, first off, if I can, I just want to really. Number one, just thank you for this opportunity and thank you for what you do for the industry. Again, I know I said it in the beginning. And number two, no, no,
1: no, no, don't, don't, don't say it again. Don't say, don't say it again. So no, I'm just teasing. We're
0: going, we're going to have to deflate his head, guys. Yeah, you got to get, get that get,
1: get that ego down there. and check.
0: But but I I, I, try I do appreciate that.
1: your kind words. I want you to know that it it does mean a lot to me because uh, when you do take a leap of faith and jump out into something and and then you deal with trial and tribulation right. through that leap of faith it's easy to give up, walk away, quit, or, uh, be discouraged, right. you know? Right. And I just truly believe that if you're walking in, in, uh, where the Lord's got you and, and you're being sensitive to the Holy spirit, I, I, I truly believe that, um, it doesn't really matter what doors close by, by man. Cause, uh, you know, my father has a cattle on a thousand Hills. He can open up whichever opportunities he chooses right. to. So I just have to be faithful Right. And obedient, they say obedience is greater than sacrifice. Right. So I'm willing to sacrifice whatever I have to for public image or whatever, as long as I'm obedient. I think He'll continue to provide.
0: Right. Just be a steward. That, that's a steward. my goal. That's right. Is uh, I want to be a steward of our earthly uh, holdings and and things that He's blessed us with, and and really what I what I want to preference is saying anytime I ever speak to anybody, I, I do some different sessions and whatnot with different industries, and um, and obviously my heart is in this industry and. and I'm just so blessed to be, have the opportunity to serve. Um, And my heart is to serve. I have a, I view it as a privilege, if you will. And so guys that are out there that I I, I already serve and um, guys that I I potentially have the opportunity to serve, I just want to thank you Um, from the bottom of my heart. I I truly appreciate it. Um, My goal is to just be a value to the industry and and in any way, shape or form and and serve with a servant's heart um, and and educate and, and and truly be a, a just a, a, a advisor if you will from that perspective but um anyway I, I appreciate it um as far as getting in touch with me uh i'll, I'll throw my cell phone number out there um feel free to, to call shoot me a text whatever is easiest um it's 843-250-5704 um, uh, you can visit our website uh, www.hm dash advisors.com I can't believe I just said www <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know if that's a thing anymore <laughs> but, but uh, I just I certainly appreciate it and um, feel free to reach out to me um, at any time I'll, I'll definitely um, I, I do call a lot of folks in the industry as far as a, a cold call if you will um, so if you hear from me maybe I won't be such a stranger now <laughs> But I just, I certainly appreciate it, and um, I just look forward to continue to to serve this industry and be a part of it. So, well,
1: that sounds great. Um, anybody who wants to get some of Adam's uh, information, just look for the weekly newsletter uh, when the episode comes out. We'll be sure to put a uh, a link to the website. Perfect. Um, uh, feel free to reach out to me, and I'll get you in touch with him if if uh, you're just uh, not sure um
0: and and i'll i'll say this real quick Shane i meant to say this guys i don't want you to think that uh you reach out to me how our process works is we we have an initial visit if you will and whether depending on where you're at in the country um a lot of times that's in person uh and and sometimes it's it's over a zoom or, or something like that just depending on location and geographic area um but really our initial appointment it's only about an hour um it's the first step of our process and our whole goal is to we learn a little bit about you you learn about us you hear our process uh it's a lot more in depth than what I shared today but it only takes an hour and at that point we just kind of see if it's different enough um and, and see if we'd be a fit for one another mm-hmm. and if we are fantastic we'll move forward in the, in the process and kind of walk through it and if not if you decide hey this this probably isn't for me then guys I, I just met a new friend <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I just you, enjoy the fellowship. That's so exactly th- that's right. How, you that's know, I work. always
1: look at, you know, you never lose whenever you build the opportunity to witness and have a friend in the industry. I had tons of people I'll never do business with that I'm friends with in this industry. Right. Now, and, and I say never do business with because I assume that that they won't. But, I mean, absolutely love them dearly as friends. And, um, no, I, I think that's great. Um, I appreciate um, – what what you do, um, it means a lot to me. Um, just to get to know you, I feel like I connect with you really easy.
0: I appreciate that. I, I've enjoyed our time. That makes this, it really
1: so. simple. Um, we like to pray. Sure. In the uh, in the podcast, uh, from time to time, maybe not always, but uh, are you confident to close us out certainly. in prayer? Would that be okay?
0: Yep, I certainly appreciate it. All right, dear Lord, we come to you today, Lord, and we just. Uh, we appreciate the blessings that you bestowed out upon us lord and i appreciate the opportunity to to be in this industry be involved and and be able to fellowship and and meet and and just serve this industry lord and and i pray that for everyone that listens to this podcast i pray for shannon his his crew and his family uh, and the commitment that they have this industry lord and i i pray for this industry lord And i pray that you just touch this industry and continue to bless it um just poured out amazing blessings over the past two to three years, and I know that, that there, there's some some downturn potentially coming, Lord. And I just pray that you help us weary the storm and that you provide for us and, and and a hedge protection over over all of us in this industry, Lord. And I just thank you so much for all the blessings that you've already uh, bestowed out upon us, Lord. And and uh, and I pray that Shannon and his family have safe travels back, Lord. And and I just pray that uh, you continue to to just uh, your will be carried out, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen. I appreciate it, man. Uh, I'm intimidated by your 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 cool South Carolina. <laughs> so say I just want to hear him say South Carolina again.
0: South Carolina.
1: That's see so you guys do the South Carolina all together.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of a it, it takes a, 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 a forte, if you will, to pronounce it the way we do. but I love it, man. So, I appreciate it. Appreciate you
1: for being on today. Thank you.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast. This is Mo Lunsford of Union Grove Lumber. We would like to welcome you to the Union Grove Lumber Studios. Hey, we're this year's studio sponsor.
1: And this is your host, Shannon Latham. Here at the Shed Geek Podcast, we give you education you can
0: use and entertainment you need.